Hello, everyone. Welcome back to Beyond the Bench. And this is season three, episode eight in your Beyond the Bench storyline. And uh, <laughs> we are coming to you. We actually are live tonight. One of our cohorts, Scott Jarvis, is live in Newton at a track meet. So we may get a starting gun and Scott may take off running if he gets a baton in his hand. Oh, gosh, man, just like lightning fast. Make her in the four by one. Scott. Jarvis the Fitz. Flash. <laughs> so we try to do it in the all. Turtle, in the turtle races, I was usually considered the Flash. I didn't. I didn't realize that you uh, you had eligibility eligibility left there, Scott. I, it, medical red shirt. What's the deal? How'd yeah, you? There, there was like 20, 28 or thirty medical red shirts there. All right, gotcha, gotcha. Well, we are going to uh, just do a quick intro here for everybody. Uh, this episode was actually taped at the Iowa High School Athletic Directors Association convention a few days ago, and we we're just going to add a little intro onto it. And then we're just going to let the interviews play themselves, and that'll be the end of the podcast this week. But, you know, first we want to pay some bills, and I want to give a shout-out to Hometown Ticketing. Hometown Ticketing, um, boy, it was great to see them at the convention. They had a nice booth. They yeah. had three of their guys yeah. there. Um, looked like they were pretty busy. I saw a lot of people talking to them. I spent some time with them. Uh, got to put a couple faces with names that I've communicated with, and that was fun. So. Uh, just appreciate Hometown Ticketing being a part of our convention. And uh, if you're looking for a ticketing source, a ticketing option, as you move forward, of course, we're all going to be using it with the Iowa High School Athletic Association. But to do it at your own school, I suggest you take a look at Hometown Ticketing and get a hold of them. www.hometownticketing.com for your ticketing needs. And that dramatic pause is brought to you by <laughs> Kipper, that one-stop stop for social media. You know, Scott says, well, I, I, I'm on, Scott, turn your camera around. I know where you're at. You're walking in trees. I, uh, well, I'm trying to uh, walk around so you don't hear all the uh, shot, <laughs> the, the, the guns and all that stuff. So I'm trying to gotcha. walk away from that's a little great. bit here. But we'll cover the Gipper. And I, again, Gipper... We all know that's for uh, the social media posts and making making us look good. Again, they have a new series out, it seems like, every week. And uh, one of the things I really enjoy doing right now, and I actually have our Ram Fanatic class doing it every week. They're creating graphics, but they're creating that weekly graphic. And springtime is so busy, and now they wow. have that graphic that says this week in Ram activities or however you want to say it, uh, but has your whole week laid out there. So we put that out on Monday. And then we also have it on our our, uh, our TVs around the school. So that's that's playing constantly so people can see that. But uh, big thanks to Gipper for all the work they do and for being a sponsor of Beyond the Bench. Absolutely. I, uh, I think I've got myself back out of control now after <laughs> after that. That that was good stuff. Um, also, <laughs> our third sponsor, I want to thank uh, the folks at Varsity Bound. Uh, you know, they saw us through a, a tough fall winter season and, and were there for us with the COVID stuff and, and the screening. Uh, and they, I tell you what, the, the, the other half, what they really designed themselves to do um, the statistics and, and the breaking down of, of, of things by sub state, by regional 
Um, if you wanted information on teams or, or just want to see how people across the state were doing and how their conference standings are stacking up, boy, they they really uh, have had a home run there. And I love the fact they've added the lower levels. Last thing I'll say about Varsity Bound, uh, beyond thanking them for, for being a part of our show and what they do for us. Um, so my girl soccer coach over spring break emailed me and said, hey, I got to get this Varsity Bound thing figured out. And I said, okay, we can work on that. She said, well, I'm just going to click the little chat button in the bottom and see if I can get them, uh, get in touch with them and see if they can get me set up. Half an hour later, she emails me back and says, those guys are fantastic. I'm all set up. I'm ready to go. I know what I'm doing uh, and just couldn't say enough about their customer service. So shout out to those guys at Varsity Bound. My, my soccer coach had never really used it before. And within a half an hour, they had a ready to roll. Um, so great responsiveness, great customer service, great product. Thanks to Varsity Bound and yeah. their work. Uh, and how about the uh, the new beer they rolled out for the state convention? Yeah, Did you happen to see that? I didn't see it. You guys saw it, but uh, I wasn't and, there. Uh, a really nice ale uh, by a brewery, Harrison Township E18 Brewing, and uh, they have do a What's that? Straight, straight out of Boone, Iowa. Straight out of Boone, Iowa, and it's a it's a really nice beer, and actually the name. They told me, Sam told me, is after after listening to our podcast, yeah. one of us uh, said, you know, how being an AD is a high calling. So the name of the beer is, it's a high calling. And so high calling are the big letters, but um, feel honored that our, we've at least had a, a little promo. We're on a beer. So that's right. oh. Hey, the, the, Budweiser's next. That's right. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> Do that, and we'll take E18 Brewery all the way to the top. See, right. I, I'm ready to mic drop and walk away. We're involved in the name of a beer. We're what else is it? We're done. Yeah, we'll, we're yeah. We just we'll, call it we'll catch you. Now. We'll catch you later. <laughs> all right. So you know, we just finished up the convention um, after a year hiatus, being off, and uh, just want to get your just real quick, uh, Scott, your takeaways. Uh, you were busy doing a lot of different things, but uh, some highlights, some takeaways from the convention for you, Scott. Uh, I think, uh, you know, obviously LTIs were great. It was so thanks to Aaron for allowing me to, to teach 610. That was great. <laughs> and I'm glad you were able to go and spend some time with your son, which is that you can't get those moments back. So I'm glad I was able to step in and help and appreciate Aaron walking me through uh, the class so I could, so I could teach that, but that was a great time. You know, I, the one thing I love about LTI is I always walk away with a lot, maybe more knowledge than probably I yeah. disseminate, yeah. which, uh, maybe good for me, maybe not so great for my students, but, uh, I, I love teaching those LTI. So that was great. Um, I had a really nice seminar, uh, with, uh, Julian say, that um, was fantastic. Yeah. I thought we had some, and, it was, I was sad because I didn't think we really had enough time to really dig into all the things we had prepared, but I thought we had some good conversations mm-hmm. kind of kicking things off and hopefully um, we'll be able to do a little bit more with that in the future. Um, Julian is a great partner and we've put a lot of time and work into um, that. So I'm excited for that to, to kind of take off and obviously, um, you know, kind of torn, <laughs> at the convention this year, just cause you know, I'm heading into my new, my new position. And so it's kind of sad, but yet excited 
a little bit scared. So I kind of have a little bit of uh, mixed emotions. Uh, but I'm not going to lie. It was, uh, it was kind of hard to leave on Tuesday um, just because I uh, just love, you know, being an AD and doing what we do. And uh, I will miss that a lot. So, um, but also excited for my new venture here too. And, and, and I feel like I'm going to be able to help ADs, um, you know, with whatever they need. And I told Harley that hopefully I'll be able to, to help out the um, IHS ADA in a more meaningful way. Um, just because I have, I'm going to have more time to, to help ADs out. So I'm looking forward to that. And just like we do here on the podcast, um, when I reached out to everybody and I said, I'm, I'm here to help. I don't care if I ever sell you anything ever. Um, but I'm here to help and, and, uh, just that's, that's what I'm here to do is just be a servant leader. And however I can do that, um, I want to do for, for our ADs and, uh, you know, not only just in Iowa, but across the country too. So there was a phrase there that struck me, Aaron, and I don't know if Scott caught it, but Scott Jarvis with more time on his hands. Yeah. (laughs) What does that that do? Yeah, it's going to be a little different. Don't worry, Todd, I'll fill my time, I'm sure. Yeah, as I say, I spent some time thinking about that. And then after about five minutes of what? Really, what is Jarvis going to do with his nights? And I thought that's a silly question to ask myself. Jarvis's nights will be plenty full. Yeah, no worries uh, on that. So the good thing yeah. is they'll be plenty full with his daughters, and that'll yeah. be yeah, there'll be more time for that, and that's going to be fantastic um, on that. So, boy, it's it's good to hear you talking, Scott, because as 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 you listen to the to the rest of this podcast, for those of you checking in with us here, you'll find out that on that last day of convention when we recorded these. Scott was strictly on the uh, visual side. Uh, I was like, there was no yeah. audio from him whatsoever. Doing nothing. Couldn't sad talk. To say, sad to say that uh, me being eye candy uh, probably wasn't uh, probably a really good, a really good way to to, to have uh, BTB represented. There was seriously a moment in there when I thought, wow, I did not think we'd ever find it, but we may have just found Scott Jarvis's physical breaking point. Yeah. <laughs> By the time we got to Tuesday morning. Uh, yeah. Because you were, you, you were tired and you were, you were, I was, I was, you, I was, uh, and I think some of it, honestly, Aaron, was just the fact that it was just kind of emotional yeah. weekend. Yeah. And, you know, then just, I just felt like I was talking nonstop it, for, five days so it, it was but i'm gonna i'm gonna go back to the fact that for the rest of us it's it's one iowa high school athletic directors convention event for scott jarvis he he squeezes three conventions into one weekend uh on that so um in all fairness scott still ran circles around us all even though he ran out of no, gas no, Tuesday. I don't, so i don't ever i don't ever do that good stuff uh all right Aaron, your thoughts, convention. Well, you had a big weekend. and con- I, I did have a big weekend. And your was, son, you can tell us about yeah, that a little bit. Yeah. Well, I did. I, I did miss out on the first uh, two weekends, as Scott mentioned there. He he stepped in, and he's saying thanks to me when I dumped uh, 6'10", totally in his lap uh, as my son's ship date uh, plans got changed, and he ended up uh, – his, 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 he's going to the Navy. Uh, he's in quarantine right now, getting ready to go through basic training for the Navy. And his, he was supposed to ship out the end of May and that got shipped uh, or 
moved up to the end of March instead. And he actually shipped out the weekend of the convention. So thanks, Scott, for picking up 610. Thanks to Brent Cook from Dubuque Senior. Uh, he picked up 706 on his own that I was supposed to help him teach that also. I really missed the the weekend. I was really glad, obviously, I was with William and the family and, and spending that time. But um, boy, that President's Dinner and, and the LTI classes, that's, that's a special part of the convention for me as well. And so I'll uh, I missed getting back for that part, but I'll look forward to that down the road. Um, getting there Monday, it was really good for me because my mind was in a lot of places thinking about, you know, William hopping on a plane and a bus and, and and shipping out. So it was good to get into the convention and just immerse myself there. And I really thought Aaron and Dale and Jeff Cook as president and the rest of the board did a fantastic job. Yeah, um, they did. Putting together, I thought... Um, one, just managing the challenge of, of how do you run a convention while we're still supposed to be social distancing and wearing masks and, and, and just worried about that. And I really, I never once felt uncomfortable uh, at the convention at all um, and the things that I was a part of. But also, I, I'm going to go back and I'm going to say that, that how relevant um, their topics, their speakers, mm -hmm. um, what they forced us to think about at ADs in terms of cultural uh, or, or, or the the culture and our abilities when it comes to race, when it comes to gender, when it comes to equity, when it comes to inclusion. Um, you had a hard time going to a session and not having those topics worked into um, your discussions. And I thought that was just spot on for what we needed to, to engage in as ADs. So well yeah. done to them. For sure. I echo that. And uh, I, people ask me, you know, how convention was back here. You know, my, my thing was, it was great. All those things Aaron said and Scott said, but the fact that we were just together after you're being apart, uh, you know, that's just such a camaraderie that we have. It's a great fraternity and uh, we missed out on that for a year. And uh, we've been fortunate to be having conference meetings this year through, through it all. But I know some conferences have not been doing that. They're still meeting virtual. So uh, just the fact to see each other, uh, to laugh, uh, to have a good time was just really good. And, you know, I, I'll echo the LTI classes to me are, are great. I taught 502 and that's always a fun one to teach uh, with some, we had quite a mix. We had some, some new ADs and we had some that were two or three years in. And then uh, we had one that's been in it for 10, 15 years and is just getting a certification. So um, had a great, Christine did a great job with those classes. I mean, they knocked 501, 502, 503 out through the weekend. And, um, a lot of those guys were in the same, they were doing them all three. So, yeah. um, Aaron knows what's that like. And Chris got, Chris got baptism by fire uh, with books and everything, not appearing and getting ruined. And, uh, that happens. Uh, but, yeah, but he did a great job. He, uh, did. he really stepped into that role, uh, and is going to just continue to grow that, uh, that program for us. Yeah. So the highlight for me continues to be the hall of fame night. And yeah. I, again, I talked with Harley about it too. I just, I just struggle. I don't know how we get people to come uh, to that because not enough people come and do that. And maybe you have to get older and work with some of those guys a little bit more, but still, I remember I've, I've gone to that every year yeah. um, since I've been going for 16 years. Um, and it's just such a highlight to me and so special. I mean, to have two of them, it went a little long, but you just didn't lose track of time at all. Um, uh, but then when it kicks off with our, our 
from Decora and his grand grandkids, you know. Oh, how uh, how fantastic a, were they? They were phenomenal. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. To use the Mitch Osborne phrase, they were incredible. And uh, the the story there um is that he uh you know he was inducted to the Hall of Fame 2020, so it's supposed to be there for that uh a year ago. And uh and I'm, his name is slipping my mind right now. Davis is the last, yeah, Davis. Um, long time AD at the core. He was out before because Adam and I, Adam started one year before I did. So right. I never had a chance to work with him, but was inducted 2020 and then um, been battling cancer and lost that battle actually Saturday night, right before the convention. Um, so to have his grandkids there uh, to induct right. him just a few days after their grandfather passed away, they were, wow, what a moment that was. They let it off. Yep. I mean, it was just so powerful. Yep. So powerful. So that, that's a highlight to me. And if, if any of you ADs listening and, you know, didn't go to that or a convention, I, I just urge you to plan that and take that hour and a half, two hours and just go to the Hall of Fame banquet uh, because the stories you hear, the passion, um, you know, it, it's just no secret. It brought me back into it at the national convention was all of a Hall of Fame banquet. I was struggling, didn't know what I was going to do. And walking with Aaron Stecker after that with my wife. And I said, I'm not quitting. I'm not for a Hall of Fame banquet, but just because those, those people inspire you. And they're, yeah. yeah. so I, I just think if you're ever wondering your why those, those people get it. And, you know, um, you know, a special one to Mark Brighton too. Um, yeah. Love that guy. That was a little, that was a little emotional for me too. Yes. Just because he, he brought he you. Kinda, yeah. He kind of got me into this whole crazy gig when I was just a young, dumb idiot going to Westmar University. Yeah, he's a special guy and uh, yeah. wishing him the best. Yeah, continue yes. to pray for Mark. Yeah. Well, so it was, it was a great week. And, um, you know, we already talked, I think, on Wednesday or Thursday how we come back and bam, slap you right back in the face. <laughs> right. <laughs> you know, Todd, uh, I mean, Press the phone button to answer. <laughs> <laughs> Jarvis, your pizza's done. Go pick it up. Yeah. Wait. Yeah. No. Uh, don't you love it? I just wait for his name to come with a PA. So, you know, Todd, in particular, we all talk about our Mount Rushmore. And you mentioned that, Todd. Just that you walk back in the, you know, you're just on that, you're just on that convention high and being an AD by golly is the greatest thing since sliced <laughs> bread. And how can you ever imagine wanting to do anything else? And was it by Thursday morning, Todd, I'm calling you? Yeah, it was Thursday. In in the fetal position in my car after a meeting, <laughs> thinking, what, why am I still doing this job? This is silly. And it took me all the 36 hours of back in the gig before I was like, wow, what a, what a crazy way to make a living this is. Um, but appreciate, uh, that's part of what that convention is about, is building those connections and friendships. So when you have those tough moments. Yeah, yeah give those folks a call and they, they say yep. straight. Well, let's get to the meat of the matter. And that is the podcast itself. We had a great, uh, we had a great time guys. That, that was, was just fun. so much fun. And if I could, if we could go in and do podcasts live for a living, I'd do it. And yeah, any, any of you guys out there are need a mini session for your conventions. Um, this is a shameless plug. We would love it to is. come to your convention. Yeah. And uh, do what we can yeah. uh, with yeah. our our people there. But um, well, hey guys, just so you know, I had 
Nebraska reached out to me about it already. So, um, and then I, I, uh, I kind of told everybody what, like South Dakota, Missouri, Wisconsin, what we did. And so don't be, uh, don't be, um, ex- you know, I think we, we're going to have some possibilities to do that some more at some other state conventions. So, well, and it, it's just, for us, it's like, it's just playtime. Uh, it just, mm-hmm. it is, it's just fun to sit and talk and chit chat and visit. It's just a lot of fun. So Todd, why don't you talk about what we did and then we'll get into it. Yeah. So we host, we were, uh, part of Tuesday morning, mini sessions and they're, they're popcorn sessions came from Michigan, uh, the Michigan convention where they do 30 minute segments rotate around. There's five or six different, <laughs> Uh, many sessions going on and you go to one for 30 minutes, then you have 10 minutes to go to the next one. And you do that three times. So we did three of those. And our goal was to talk about what we do, how we got started, why we do it. We did that for about 10 minutes. And then for the last 20 minutes, we did two interviews. We did a, it was about a six to seven minute interview. You'll, you'll hear here. Um, and uh, man, we, we did kind of earmark somebody when they first came in uh to say hey would you be our first guest and then the second one was just a volunteer always volunteer yeah and uh so it worked out great and uh, we ended up with a wide mix a couple of you know first or second year people um some that have been in it as we like to say you kind of made it through the muck and you you're in year four or five and you're kind of you've made it through and you're you're in it now and then we had a couple of retireds or Hall of Famers. And uh, so it was a great mix. Um, we just had a couple questions that we wanted to ask them because we wanted to get as many as we could. Ended up with 43 minutes of content. So what you have ahead of you are those six interviews. And the people we talked with, uh, Mike Winker, who now works uh, for the University of Iowa, is in sports management there, teaching sports management. Uh, Hall of Famer from Cedar Rapids Xavier probably more from, you know, the Regis and, and that era. Um, but, you know, speaking of uh, the Hall of Fame banquet, Hall of Famer Dick Breitbach, uh, his basketball coach, mm-hmm. um, an impact, it's, it's, you know, talk about coach of impact on Mike Winker. That was Coach Breitbach, 84 years old, made it up and down the steps um, and just talked and was, was great. Great introduction for Mike. Think yeah. about for, for Dick what that must have been, and for Mike what that must have been like, because here's Dick Breitbach who coached Mike Winker. Yeah. Yeah. And then worked with him as a coaching colleague and then worked underneath him as coach while Mike was AD. What a, I mean, what a journey those two have been on together. Yeah. yeah. Fantastic. Fantastic. So Mike led us off, and then in that session we had Matt Icorn, Woodward Granger, He's about his third or fourth year there, I think, uh, but worked with Brad Rose at Valley, West Des Moines, uh, for several years as the assistant AD there. Uh, Matt's always a good interview, always a good time. Um, Then John Johnson from Des Moines North will be the third voice that you hear. I worked with John for four years. We came in the same time in Des Moines, and uh, he does great things at Des Moines North and uh, advocating for his kids and uh, yeah. programs, uh, just a really good guy. Good guy. Yeah. Uh, and then Ryan Groom joined us. He kind of, he was voluntold as Aaron kind of right. yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. but he volunteered. A, yeah. and came great, out. That was a great interview. A non-traditional AD, yeah. a non-traditional teacher. And he was fantastic. Um, yeah. He was great. That yeah. was, that was he pretty really, cool. 
Um, you know, and, and we talked about that. You'll hear about the interview, just the, the conversation about how that non-traditional pathway probably came into it a bit more mature with a different perspective mm-hmm. on, on educational athletics and on being an AD and what he wanted it to look like. And it's just kind of, you'll hear it. It's not a specific answer, but you'll just hear that maturity weave through his answers. He really was an impressive first-year AD. Yeah, doesn't sound like a first-year AD. No. But I think the convention hooked him, and I think he's he's in it. And uh, like we shared with him, it's we're all in this together, and everybody's yeah. helping. And then the last session, the two we had, um, you know, Tim Moses from Waterloo East works with Aaron in their league. Uh, great guy. Man, I'm excited yeah. about Tim up there at Waterloo East. You know, you think yeah, about that's awesome. and, and you know, you, there, it's a great a student taught there going way, way back when. That was where I actually student taught was uh, under Steve Coase there, longtime biology coach and head track coach. He's actually AD there at Waterloo East for a few years. I had a great experience. It's a really cool school and they just have so much turnover. Mm-hmm. And I just I'm excited about Tim Moses. He's an East High grad coached yep. the track and field team and taught at East High for years. And now he's AD. He just bleeds black and orange and he's a Trojan through and through. And yeah. I think that's something that will be a, a big benefit to them at Waterloo East and be a benefit to those kids in those programs. Yeah. Yep. For sure. And then we got, we ended it with Dave Litter, Waverly Shell Rock, uh, retiring, uh, leaving after a great job there at Waverly. Um, one of the past president, the IHS ADA, he's, he's still a leader. Um, just a real passionate, good guy again. And uh, he had some great wisdom as we closed it out. So those yeah. are the guys you're going to hear in that order. And uh, we're not going to put an intro ahead of them. We're just going to play all six as they go through. So Aaron, Scott, Scott, get limbered up for that uh, parents four by one relay you got coming up here in a little bit. <laughs> that would be it's fun. The, no, it's the, it's the Waitman's four by one. That's what I'm running into. Oh. <laughs> Those two kind of go together, maybe. They might. Um, no, no, see, and here's the thing. And about, I'm, you said that, Todd, and I, I'm just, I'd ask you, what's the over-under? How many days before Scott Jarvis has a legitimate addition to a track meet uh, with, with a full sponsor, the award sponsor, plaques for the winners of a parent four by one or four by four relay at a track meet. I'm, I'm thinking less than three days Jarvis has this implemented with the sponsor yeah. and awards ready to go. T-shirts, I'm, whole, the whole thing. I'm on it. We, when I was at Newton, we did the pizza relays for the Waitman's four by one. That's great. And uh, we had, a, we had a, uh, Domino's sponsored the pizza relay for us uh, when we did the four by one Waitman's relay at Newton when I was here. So it's just, it's uh, pizza around the track. Yeah, whoever, whoever, whatever one of the, you know, Waitman's relay team who won, they crossed the finish line and they got Scott Jarvis had a pizza, hot pipe and hot pizza right there at the finish line waiting for him. That's fantastic. And it was like the highlight of the meet. Had to cross the, the football field to get a piece. Nobody, uh, nobody cared about anything else except that <laughs> Waitman's pizza relay. They didn't even, didn't even care who won the track meet after that. That was it. No, it didn't. It was all about yeah. that. And as soon as they won that pizza, uh, if I wasn't close enough to the finish line, those kids were running towards me. <laughs> <laughs> all right. The first AD out there who has that pizza relay, send us a picture uh, at yeah. BBADs. We want to see that pizza relay. I love it. That's good. Guys, good we're going to go 12 or 15 minutes. How do we do? 
Um, yeah, we failed again. Yeah. Yeah, we're, we're terrible. All right. Well, thanks for sticking with us and uh, enjoy the rest of the podcast, everyone. Here comes six fantastic ADs from the state of Iowa. We'll talk to you next time. we got a good guest coming on next time. It's going to be a lot of fun and uh, a leadership guru you're really going to enjoy. I'm not going to give it away. No, I'm not going to do that. No, no you got to turn in. Yeah, we'll talk to you next time, everyone. Have a great week. Keep those spring seasons going. It's just great to be outside and to see our kids competing. Have a great rest of the week. We'll talk to you soon and be blessed. Well, good morning, everybody, and welcome to our next episode of Beyond the Bench. This will be episode, Todd, make sure I do this right, episode eight here in season three, and we're going to call this session one, as this will be a three-part session, broadcasting here live from the Iowa High School Athletic Directors Association 53rd Convention, Tuesday morning. Those who made it to this, uh, this part of the, the convention, you're the perseverer, perseverers of the, of the convention. So um, popcorn session number one here, excited to have some folks join us, and we're just going to take some time here this morning and uh, interview some of our attendees and, and get their thoughts on their journey uh, and also their thoughts on the convention. So we're excited to have Mike Winker join us, newly uh, anointed Hall of Fame member yeah, of the Iowa High School Athletic Association, has had a fantastic career as an AD, has a, been a big influencer uh, over the years as an AD. Mike, thanks for joining us. We're excited to have you on the podcast this morning. Yeah, thanks for having me here. It's fun to be uh, the number one this morning, so we'll see how it goes. Hope I can lead off right. Well. You will, yeah. Two-timer. That's right. That's right. So um, we're just asking each of you guys a couple of questions here, Mike, so thanks for joining us. Our first question, just introduce yourself. Um, maybe talk a bit about where you, you spent most of your time as an AD and then, and then what your current role is with the University of Iowa. And then maybe if you could uh, share just one of maybe the biggest lessons you've learned in your journey with our listeners. Well, yeah, you bet. That's a lot to swallow here. I'll see if, uh, if I can uh, remember even the questions on this bright early morning. Uh, spent 23 years as a high school activities director. My last 18 were at Cedar Rapids Xavier. I was the first AD there and uh, really could almost say it was 23 years there because I was the last AD at Cedar Rapids Regis. They consolidated with LaSalle High School, the other Catholic high school, uh, NCR at the time. And that was an energizing, exciting, exciting journey, combining those two schools and helping develop the facilities and, and even things like the school colors, uh, the nickname, I was a chair of that committee. So that was just fun, fun type stuff most of the time, except when you got in those heated arguments about what the nickname's going to be and what the school of colors are going to be. Mm -hmm. But uh, that was fun. It was fun bringing two communities together that were rivals, uh, had the same mission, but competed uh, academically and athletically as well. Uh, so that was probably the thing I was the most proud of. It was a exciting time, but it was difficult bringing those communities together. Uh, I mentioned last night at the uh, banquet, uh, bringing those two groups together. Uh, it was a struggle for uh, a number of years, but once we kind of caught our stride, uh, helped to develop the culture we wanted, uh, things really started to take off, not just on the, the field or on the courts for success, but just what we were trying to do uh, in terms of our mission. So uh, that was energizing. Uh, now, working at the University of Iowa in the Sport and Recreation Management Program, I was fortunate enough when I decided at the age of 50 that uh, Catholic schools don't have vipers, and I was thinking, 
can I be an AD for another 20 years on top of 23? That wasn't going to happen. I wanted to leave when I had a good taste in my mouth. Uh, so I tell my wife, uh, I loved my, my job as an AD. It was 21 great years. I did it for 23 years. And that's a joke. Uh, but the last two, the last two are in there somewhere. Uh, the writing was on the wall and you get that feeling. Uh, I don't know if it's uh, something in your soul, your heart, uh, or in your brain saying it, it's time to step away. And uh, uh, it was good to make that decision on my own step away. And just fortunate enough uh, to wrap this part of it up, uh, uh, the state of Iowa changed uh, some of the rules and procedures. Uh, fast forward, uh, most of you probably know now that you don't have to be a teacher to be an AD as long as you have a four-year degree in a sports-related field, uh, you can enter this field. And so I'm working with students at the University of Iowa who are thinking about or getting into that area. So to be on the front end of that, similar to the Xavier situation, being at the beginning of something, it's been exciting and working with college students, a lot different than uh, uh, high school students, uh, you know, the high school students are trying to get into the college where the, the college, uh, they want to get a job and they're, uh, uh, it's a lot more laid back is what I'm yeah. trying to say. And yeah. uh, it's been good for me uh, at, at this point in my life. Well, you talk about it being time to get out of the high school realm. I would, I look at it differently as I've watched you develop that program, Mike. I think it's more of you are being pulled into what's next. And you're doing a great job of, of developing uh, the next generation, hopefully, of ADs. So. Right. I, I, it is. I, I think one of the best things that's happened to our organization is that when we partnered with you and your students are here uh, around and working the convention and uh, going into many sessions, helping with a lot of the details that, you know, it just takes some manpower away from, from us. And so that's been good. I think it's a, it's a good for, for everybody. Yeah, it's been a real motivator for them. Uh, the ones that are serious about it, uh, when they come to this convention, it's kind of like we were in our early years. You know, our, we've got the bright eyes and we're wanting to learn. We're energized. And we sometimes at our age maybe take it for granted. But the stories I hear when I go back later this week and next week about, man, it was so cool to see so-and-so or to hear the girl Jean Berger talk about this and uh uh, it really energizes them as well, and it get, gives them a chance to network with potential ADs uh, to form an internship. Our students have to do an internship uh, uh, as a part of uh, gaining that certificate. Um, so it's been it, it's been great both ways, but a real eye opener for our students. Good. Kind of cover those middle two, so Todd. We'll right. Do, yeah. That's what I was thinking, and, and this is the the last question that we have for you, um, which would be the second question, by the way. <laughs> those keeping track at home. Um, the, the, it's a question we started asking all of our guests. Um, I don't know when we started, uh, or where we came across it, but we, we've just kind of added that to our list of, of guests. And that's been one of our favorites. I think we've learned a lot about people and a lot about leadership and, um, but so if you were going to back, back to talk to a young Mike Winker and knowing what you know now, as you have aged appropriately, um, what would you tell a young Mike Winker? What advice would you give him just getting into this business? I think the first thing that I would talk about when I was a young teacher and coach, and I became an AD at the age of 27 uh, pretty early, is it's about the relationships, it's about the people. And as a young coach, especially when you think back, it's about the X's and O's sometimes. The X's and O's 
the schemes, uh, the developing the game plans, et cetera. And that is important, but I heard at a convention a long time ago, and I've heard it a number of times uh, over the years since, you know, what do you coach? I coach football. What do you coach? Track. No, you coach people. And uh, I don't want to attribute, attribute that to any one person because I've heard it a number of times over the years. But when I heard that in my mid to late 20s, that was one of the sparks that I started thinking about. Uh, you need to develop relationships with these young men and women, uh, with your staff, with the people you coach with. And the details are important because when I became an AD, it wasn't the scheming and the game plans. It was making sure transportation's there, the officials are hired. And that is important, but you can't let that get in the way of getting out there and meeting with uh, your your uh, staff all the time. As an AD, my last 10 years, I started going on walks with my coaches during the season whenever possible. Let's just take a walk around the school building or walk out to the field. It might be one o'clock, but have a cup of coffee and we just have informal talks. Some days we wouldn't talk about the season at all. Uh, we'd be talking about their careers, where they want to go, their family, but just trying to build a relationship. But it gave us something to do. Let's go look at the field, see what the facility looks like. And in that 30-minute talk, I really felt uh, that was one of the best things I started doing. Not an evaluation, formal or informal, just visiting and talking. And I look back, and those are some of my favorite moments. So not a walk through, but a walk with. That's fantastic. I, I like that yeah, idea. Yeah, yeah. What was also neat about it is that other people would see you on that walk. The students would see you walking, uh, other staff members, maintenance, whoever, sometimes parents that were around and kind of got a reputation sometimes that uh, Winker's on a walk again, but I wasn't in my office locked on my computer like we all uh, get into and get uh, tied up or wrapped up into that world. I love that. And that, ladies and gentlemen, is why Mike Winker is a Hall of Famer yeah. right there. Thank that, you, Mike. That kind of influence. Thank you. Thank you, Mike. Thanks, guys. All right, uh, continuing on here with uh, popcorn session number one here at the state convention, interview number two. Excited to have Matt Icorn join us uh, for this par part of our interview. Matt, welcome yep, to be thank, on the bench. Good to have you here. Yeah, appreciate being on. Uh, thanks for being voluntold to come on up. No, you volunteered. You volunteered. <laughs> I, I kind of did. Kind of did. It was kind you of knew a, it was coming if, yeah, it, if, yeah, if it wasn't yeah, volunteered. I, I, I got the side look. It yep, was kind of, got so that. Might so, as well say it was on my terms, right? So, uh, well, hey, thanks for joining us. And Matt, just take a moment, introduce yourself, uh, where you're at right now, and maybe uh, one big thing uh, that you've learned in your journey along the way. Sure. Uh, Matt Icorn, uh, fourth year at Woodward Granger uh, as the uh, district activities director. Um, nine years overall being uh, in the AD world. So I was the assistant AD at Valley for, for five. So well, that uh, could be a whole podcast episode right there. Yeah. Welcome to Brad Rose at Valley. Yeah, you know, Ooh. that's, uh, you learn a lot. Uh, from him, um, and that that is, he's one of the most dynamic people I've ever met in my yes, whole life. Yeah. Um, I'll never forget my first experience at the convention. This will be a quick story. We're walking in, and he says, hey, just so you know, are you going to be okay by yourself if I have to go? He goes, I kind of know a lot of people. And I'm like, yeah, you got it. No problem. I can, I can handle myself. We hit the door at the hotel. Door opens. Rosie! Gone. Gone. Don't see him for an entire day. I see, you didn't see so, him yeah, it was... It, it, that I learned real quick yeah. with, with that. So um, kind of like what, what Mike was saying, biggest thing that I've taken from this is, is just building relationships. And that's what I try to talk to my coaches about. You know, it's, it's all about building the relationship with the kids, with the parents, with the community. Um, I heard a coach one time say, and this has resonated with me forever, is they asked him, hey, how the season go? He said, talk to me in 20 years. And mm -hmm. from there, you know what I mean? And that just resonates with me. And, yeah. um, you know, just on the journey, just – 
hoping that, you know, I get phone calls from, from former players, from former whatever about, hey, this is what's going on in my life and, and just building those relationships. You're funny about well, Brad Rose's story, okay? <laughs> Talk about national convention gone. Yeah. We teased because our national convention episode that we did, we got Brad Rose on. Sure. He walked by. <laughs> we had to travel out to D.C. to get Brad Rose on Travel to Washington, D.C. to get Brad Rose on the podcast. So sure. we got it done. Yep. Yep. So, Matt, talking about the one question that we ask everyone. Yep. If you would go back and tell young Matt Eichhorn yep. something, that uh, a piece of advice you might give yourself or young yep. Matt. Yep. What would you tell yourself just getting started in uh, this world? Don't do it. Just kidding. Just kidding. Uh, All right, thanks. Yeah, 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 and we're that's done. A mic drop right there. <laughs> now, you know, obviously, I mean, we've all been in a situation where you think, man, this is this is brutal. You know what I mean? And, and but you find ways. You, you go back to the relationship pieces of, hey, this is what it, this is what it's about is building those relationships. But um, what I'm still learning and, and would tell my younger self is try not to take too much of it home with you. When you go home, be home. Um, I know I, I struggle with that, you know, having, I mean, you're fully connected on your phone, emails, text messages, all that. Um, so I just tell myself to, when you get home, be home, be with the family, enjoy the kids. Be present. Uh, yeah. yeah. Yep. And, and I think I just, I need to continue getting better. I think I'm better. My wife might have a different opinion on that. Um, <laughs> they but, always do. Yep. Yep. But uh, I feel like just telling my younger self, hey, try to separate them a little bit yeah. more. And I think your point is valid. Obviously, you know, those, the moments when we feel down, I think, or when we feel like I don't want to do this anymore. And I've told coaches this as well. It's just hang on because I think there's moments coming all the time to validate what you do. In those down times, I think right around the corner, I just believe whether it's God or it's divine, whatever, my belief is that God's going to come encourage you and you're going to be encouraged. Something's going to happen that's going to say, it's going to be a note from a student. It's just going to be a passing comment, but something's going to come around the bend that says, hey, you're doing this for the right reasons. I believe there's moments like that that will pick you up. I think the other side of that too, and this is something I've tried to tell myself over the years and and getting better at is it's, it's that, and it's also I kind of step back and say, okay, how, what am I supposed to learn from this moment? Because there's something coming down yeah. the road that this moment's teaching me things I need to learn mm-hmm. because I've got something bigger coming down the road, good or bad, but this is shaping me to manage that because that's going to be a big deal. Yep. Yeah, I think those moments where we struggle set us up to help somebody else who's going to struggle through the same thing. Yep. I think, so we've got to learn from that and we've got to know how we react to that because somebody's going to need our input on that same exact situation or close to it. Yeah. Now, from my perspective, that usually, I don't see that. I have to call my Mount Rushmore folks and say, hey, I'm going through this. And you guys are the folks who yeah. remind me of that. Yeah. But that's why you make those connections and relationships yeah. that you're talking about. Yeah. So, yeah. Matt, thanks for joining us. Appreciate, appreciate it. Yep. Uh, appreciate the talk. You bet. Thanks, Matt. All right, coming back here. This is, uh, we'll call this session two. Session two. Of season three, episode eight, live at the Iowa High School Athletic Directors Association Convention, Tuesday. Uh, Tuesday morning popcorn sessions and uh, just talking a bit about our podcast and we got guests coming up from uh, from the crowd so we're excited to welcome uh, John Johnson here he's going to talk about his journey as an AD uh, introduce himself so thanks for joining us Uh, again introduce yourself where you're at your current role as an AD how many years you've been there and uh, along your journey maybe what's one of the big lessons you've learned 
All right, so first, thanks uh, for having me on and prepping me. I appreciate it. Uh, I'm John Johnson. I'm uh, the AD at Des Moines North High School. This is my fourth year in that position. Um, I would say one thing that I've learned is I've always been into athletics. I played football primarily, but kind of dabbled in a bunch of different sports. And um, I've really come to learn the passion that it takes to lead a quality program. Uh, it's really made me look back at a lot of my great coaches and uh, and appreciate the time and effort that they put in outside of practices and outside of uh, maybe the contact that I had with them. So that's probably been um, what I've taken, what I've learned uh, that maybe I wasn't expecting. Well, if you've listened to the show out there, you know I'm, I'm the follow-up question guy. So you brought up coaches, appreciation of coaches that you've learned as an AD. Um, is there a coach maybe you look back at now, John, and say, boy, I didn't, maybe didn't get it there, but now that I'm on the AD side, uh, I, I get it. I see what they're, where they're going as a coach. Yeah, so I'm from Rock Rapids, Iowa, Central Lion High School, and um, I've reached out uh, and actually just saw him uh, a couple weeks ago. Um, Toby Lorenzen, Coach Lorenzen, was my football coach, um, and I always knew he was a great guy. I actually uh, wanted to be a PE teacher and did some experiences with him in elementary school, um, and so I always enjoyed um, his coaching and teaching life. Like That's kind of what I was aspiring to be, and so I talked to him um, just the other day and kind of shared that with him. Um, but Coach Postma, as well, was an offensive line coach of mine and um, incredibly passionate and put a lot of work into young men. Mm -hmm. Cool. So, John, one question we, we always like to ask our guests. We, every guest gets this now. I don't know when we started it. I don't, I'd have to go back and look at our notes. But um, advice. If you were going to talk to a young John Johnson right now. Because you're so old. You are old, yeah. <laughs> Knowing what you know now the experiences you've had, what advice would you give a young John Johnson just starting out into this, this field? Uh, uh, so I think it'd be two parts, and I'm going to try to figure out how to say this so that it makes sense. Um, so I apologize if it doesn't. Um, the first part is to not take yourself too seriously. Um, things tend to work out uh, if you are doing things for the right reason and following your heart. So I would say don't take yourself too seriously. And then the second, the second part of that is um, not everything is your responsibility. Um, as far, so, like, be uh, comfortable with delegating. Um, you have great coaches and great support staff that you're going to work with. So don't feel like everything's your responsibility. The, the D word. I should mention Scott Jarvis is, is with us today, but, but <laughs> Scott Jarvis doing Scott Jarvis things is running himself ragged, has no voice today. But did you the D word, Scott Jarvis, delegate? Did you did you catch that? You should. You should we might have to expand on that sometime. Well, before we before we started, I actually said I would tell myself to avoid Scott Jarvis. Uh, so, oh, and sometimes you can't. Yes. He finds you. Yes. He finds you. Well, thanks, John, for joining us. I know uh, working with you closely for four years when I was at Roosevelt, we kind of came in the same time. Yep. And, um, it was a joy, and it's a friendship that I I cherish, and I enjoyed working with you, and I know. You work hard for the students, the community of Des Moines North. Um, you're passionate, and uh, you do nothing but great things there for them. So continue success. Continue to do the great work that you do in Des Moines, and thanks for joining Beyond the Bench. Well, I appreciate that, guys, and I appreciate you uh, bra blazing the trail for us to help and make it easier for us young guys. Thanks. Yep. All right, continuing on here, uh, popcorn session number two.
joined now by Ryan Groom uh, out of the crowd. Were you voluntold or volunteered on this one, Ryan? What, what would you say? Oh, uh, just uh, maybe give a voice for brand new people. There you go. <laughs> and yeah, uh, Ryan was back in the room and said, boy, he's brand new AD, just starting. I think he thought that was going to disqualify him. Yeah from being a guest on Beyond the Bench. But no, but no you, you win. Were, you were mistaken on that. It actually wins the prize. I love talking to you, AD. So Ryan, thanks for joining us uh, on the podcast and excited just a few questions about what it's been like for you in your number one. So you're at North Mahaska. Introduce yourself to our listeners uh, and maybe how you got into that role. Uh, maybe what's, uh, we'll spin the question a bit. Um, what's been your biggest eye-opener in year one? Oh boy. So I've been at North Mahaska 10 years now. I'm the industrial tech teacher there. Um, and always been around sports and actually I'm a non-traditional student came into the teaching late Mm. um, tried a lot of other things and realized a lot of the things are not for me so um, got into teaching mainly because I love coaching and love just being around kids and uh, so went back to school so did my wife at the same time had a few kids and uh, found my just by God or whoever it might be whatever defined uh, entity that you believe in um, pushed me to the path and I'm from Oskaloosa originally um, was going to school at William Penn and just happened to have the job opening at North Mahaska so I really put my foot in there really quickly to do my observation hours up there so came to the school known about the school you know um, never really spent much time at the school but learned to love the school and it's just become a home for us mm-hmm. So, um, been there for 10 years, coached multiple sports there. I'm coaching wrestling now and, um, golf and, uh, I, the community is amazing. Um, and how I got into this was again, if you were to ask me at the very beginning, what I wanted to do was be a full-time athletic director before I decided teaching or anything else like that, but knew I had to kind of get into the educational Mm -hmm. world to get to that point. So the opportunity came available and, uh, tried to seize it and, Luckily, or unfortunately, however you look at it, got the job. <laughs> sure, it depends on who you ask on, yeah. on any given day, right? Yes. Right. Yeah. So. Yeah, the eye opener. What's yeah. what's been oh, the, the, big, the biggest eye opener for you? Um, you know, there's about a billion. If everybody's brand new to this, they they know that. Um, but I think it's just dealing with um, my coaches and keeping good relationships with them. And trying to translate that into the kids. And just um, Steve, who is a local legend there, and everybody knows Steve. He's an amazing human being. I had to step into some shoes that were just enormous. And just trying to get them to understand, number one, I'm new. And number two, I'm not Steve Aaron. Mm-hmm. And nor, I, that's a person that I look up to being someday, somehow. So stick with me. Hang tight. I'll get there. It just takes a minute. So just dealing with all the different nuances that I didn't know existed because Steve just took care of it. Mm -hmm. Things that normally aren't done at other schools that I've ever been at that we do that I didn't even know because again, Steve took care of it. So those, that's my big eye opener. Just the job, you see it as this, but it's this, it's amazingly large. Yeah. Yeah. It's a great first convention then first convention. Yes. Um, how about your perspective on, on your first convention? What have you thought so far? Oh, it's been, I will be back every year. I've learned something in every single session that I've done. Um, I, it's it's amazing. I think the best part about it is meeting with the rest of the ADs and being able to pull information and see how they do things and see um, just where, where they're at or what I can aspire to be, I suppose. So, mm, Cool. Yeah. I really, I really like your 
Aaron is the master of follow-up questions, oh, but we all kind of have a knack. But I'm going to just follow up because I really love your statement about being who you are. And I think that's important. And, you know, we'll get to our final question. But one of the things I always tell myself, if I tell young ADs, you're going to get unsolicited advice now from Todd Gordon. Okay. Well, <laughs> you do it, it's free. So it's do free. what you'd yeah, like. It's free. But one of the things I think it's so important to remember is just that. You have to be you. Your personality whether you're filling big shoes or you're into a position where there really aren't any shoes to fill, it's you. You have to be you. But I think it's, in, it's so important because I think sometimes I've been guilty of it. When I was younger, I was trying to be somebody else or I was trying to do things, uh, you know, that they did. And I really didn't understand it. Where at the end of the day, what I've learned more than anything is just be you. And that's what coaches and directors and kids realize their perspectives, they, they're very, they will know if you're trying to be something you're not. So being you, you can't do any better than that, right? So um, I appreciate that perspective. And I, I think that you have that perspective now is just really important. And I would encourage you not to lose that and just continue to be who you are. And obviously you've got a guy who you can go to anytime and he's going to help you too. So that's fantastic. So you might be about the same age, John, I don't know, but you know, we all have a younger self that was just getting into this or just starting into education. Um, if you were going to give advice to a young Ryan, knowing what you know now, uh, what advice would you give yourself? Probably to um, get, get an idea of the people that are going to help you the most. Um, my wife is an amazing human being that is loves organization. She loves this. And I guess my advice would be understand your weaknesses before you get in there. My first weakness was, I know the um, organization side, I love to go and get stuff done right now. And we'll, we'll fix it if we need to fix it, but let's get it done. Um, but my wife is very organizational um, minded. So I kind of knew my weakness before I went in there. And I, even in my interview, I gave my, I even let them know my weakness, the things that I plan to work on. So knowing your weaknesses and knowing how to leverage other people and other things to help you in those weaknesses, but then also be open-minded because there are, there's a lot of things that I have to self-reflect on every day and understand maybe I shouldn't have done it this way. Maybe I could have done it this way. Why did I get so upset about this one? Really? And just try to dig for the why. Why is this going on? Why is this happening? Instead of just reacting all the time. So that would be my best yes. thing. And I work on that every single day. <laughs> we got a young guy who gets it. Yes. You got it, Ryan. Wow. Can, really? about that? <laughs> Follow-up question on that. Because you got, Ryan, I'll tell you, you've got, for being a first-year AD, your perspective on things is, um, I think I might have been in your 14. Oh, wait, that's uh, before I understood some of the things you understand. Do you think your non-traditional path to it helps mm, you understand, uh, helps me have a more mature look at things right now? Yeah, and again, like I said, I had kind of a, a non-traditional. I grew up in an odd situation with foster homes and all the rest of that stuff. So I kind of go, I really gravitate towards kids that have a lot of problems. Um, and I try to understand where they're coming from and why things are happening and where I might have stepped in the wrong direction, try to help them. So I myself have, I know I mess up every day, all the time. There's lots of things that I could have changed or I, I could have done better or things that people around me that did things that made 
things happen, why and how. So just trying to take all of that. And then my wife grew up in a really close-knit family that really was supportive. So I kind of have the opposite ends and see what they do really well and what disadvantages there are sometimes to this is what disadvantages mm-hmm. advantages are to this. So um, just trying to live every day as good as you possibly, as, as positive as you can, I suppose. Uh, good. Appreciate you coming on, Ryan. You're one of those folks we've got to keep in this long term. So yeah. stay after it, keep fighting the good fight, and appreciate you coming on. Thank I you very much. Yeah, appreciate Thank it. you. Thanks, Ryan. All right, continuing on here, episode three. Eight. No, episode eight of season three. That's why Todd usually does the introductions, because I, I can't do it right. Episode eight, season three, popcorn session number three, live at the Iowa High School Athletic Directors Association convention. As we talked about earlier, if you've made it to Tuesday morning, you are a champion AD in Iowa because you persevered uh, the, the past few days, and you're wide awake and go well awake anyway on Tuesday morning. Uh, excited to have uh, another AD join us from our session, Tim Moses, AD of Waterloo East, colleague of mine in the MVC. It's been great to get to know Tim this year and see the, the great work he's doing in year one. Uh, well, no, yeah. Yeah, year, yeah, one, year, year one, one, year one, year one. Year one. You've been up there a long time. We'll hear about your journey a little bit, but it's been great to work with you, Tim, and thanks for joining us. Um, introduce yourself to our listeners, and uh, you're at Waterloo East, but maybe talk about your journey there and how you landed in the AD gig. Uh, my journey um, started 24 years ago uh, when I got hired um, to teach in Waterloo, Iowa. Uh, I was previously working at the YMCA as a youth sports director, and my brother said, you know, we were sitting in the sauna, steam, and he said, boy, you know, you work a lot of hours. And I'm like, yeah, I do. He said, you know, he was a teacher as well. He said, you can make the same money uh, as a teacher and have the summers off. And I'm like, wow, okay, that makes a lot of sense. So from that point, I I decided to go back to school and get my teaching certification and got hired by the Warley Community Schools back in 96 or 97. And um, from that standpoint, before then, I I was working within the district as a seventh grade basketball coach and track coach. So I've been with the district for quite a while. So um, I got hired at Logan Junior High School. I uh, worked there for two years as a social studies teacher, and then I decided uh, being the head track coach at East High School would be more better for me to be in the building. So I applied and got in the building at East High as a head track coach and assistant football and assistant basketball coach. Uh, did that. Uh, was So then I uh, worked in the building as a social studies teacher for 10 years. Then I decided to, I, I couldn't, I couldn't be like the teachers that were teaching uh, at the time when I was teaching. I couldn't see myself in the same classroom for 20 or 25 years. So I decided I, I got to do something different. So I, I, I did, and I, I ended up going over to the alternative school and working with behavior kids for seven years. Um, and um, long story short, uh, I then said, again, I got to do something different. I just can't sit in the same classroom for 25 years. So I decided to take another job with the middle school, uh, which was at Central Middle School, uh, sixth grade social studies, and, and the grass was really green. Uh, I didn't really see the opportunity as the athletic director uh, in my future. Uh, and I was set to just ride this on out because I'm only, I'm thinking I got another five years. I'm 57 years old. I don't look like it because I cut all this off. Otherwise, it would be great. Everything would be, I'd be I, I would, if I had this growing, it wouldn't look like that. So I decided, you know, I really enjoy working with the younger 
age group of kids and I felt really good where I was at. Like I said, the grass is green and I, I didn't see this opportunity coming. Um, and, and when it when it did present itself, um, like Todd said earlier, if something's in your heart and in your head, you got to act on it. And it was in my heart. It was in my head. Uh, and I went with it. And, you know, my wife, my wife kind of talked me into it as well. And and, and some, some some other people as well. And they just like, well, you know, being a former alumni of East High, uh, they felt like, Tim, you, you owe it to the school. I mean, East High has been good to the Moses family. And and I, I owe a lot to East High School because it's, it's allowed me to be the person that I am today. And with that being the case, I felt like it was my job to then go back and do that same thing for the young kids coming through now. So uh, putting it in that perspective and thinking about thinking about it that way, it made that decision a little easier. And I also felt like it was a calling from God to tell me that he had more for me to do, that um, I just couldn't sit back in the classroom with those sixth graders and ride it on out into the sunset. And he had some bigger things for me to do, so. Now, before Todd, because I know you've got a follow-up question to some, some of the things you said. So before Todd gets to that, let me ask you this. How's the summer's off thing working out for you? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, not so well. Yeah. <laughs> fooled you, huh? Fool, yeah, yeah, yeah. Fooled me. Yeah, absolutely fooled me. Yeah. So this is your first convention. First convention, absolutely. Okay. Yes. So what's the experience been like? Just tell us from your perspective what this weekend has meant to you. Uh, it's meant a lot to me, you know, just the ability to to be, able, to be able to rub shoulders and to listen to everybody that's presenting and to just be able to have those side conversations in between those sessions. I mean, I've really gathered a lot of information, uh, and, and I know that from the information that I gathered, uh, this won't be a short-term uh, job for me. I, I'm, I'm in it to win it. I'm committed to this job, and uh, hopefully I can I can do the things that I that I have planned. I hope I can bring those things to fruition. Yeah. Well, I, I think as you listen to this, you'll know that we had a first-year AD on previously as well that was in here in the same question, and um, I don't think we got to say this on air, but one of the great things about this profession as being an AD and an administrator is that we're all in this together. You know, we're all kind of facing the same things. They may look a little bit different at each of our schools, but the great thing is that we are sharers. And we will share. And you're a phone call away from Lake Mills. You're a phone call away from, you know, Southeast Warren. If you like something that Blake does, Southeast Warren. We're all a phone call away. And we all share. And that's the great thing about this profession, right? So uh, we're all here for each other. We're here for you. And we're glad you're at Waterloo East and doing the things you're doing. But we're not done yet. <laughs> so one of the, the questions we ask every one of our guests when they're on with us, this is usually our closer before we wrap it up. If you were talking to a young Tim Moses, knowing what you know now, what advice would you give yourself as you start your journey? Um, the advice I would give myself is, is the same advice that my dad gave me. You know, always see the job through. Um, long story short, um, I remember I was a little kid and my dad kind of did a little, some odd jobs on the side. <laughs> And uh, my he, he mowed lawns and did painting. And so we were mowing, mowing the lawn this one particular day. And um, my job was to, to rake up the, the grass that had been mowed. And so rather than raking it up and putting it in the bag, 
I rigged, I just raked it out into the street <laughs> and thought that the cars would drive by and blow it away. Um, I, need, still, I still do that. <laughs> needless to say, my dad wasn't very happy about that decision, and he uh, slapped me up back the side of my head and, and said, that's not how you finish your job. Uh, you finish the job as I as I as I've directed you to and and told you how to. So you know I just you know finish the job. You know I'm a hard worker. I'm a blue top, blue collar type of guy. Uh, I, I, there is no shortcuts to success. I found that out at a very young age. You know being the youngest of four brothers uh, and one sister. But there is no shortcuts. I mean you got to pay the you got to pay the pay the dues. You got to put in the work to be to be good. And and so. I, yeah, I just I'll, I'll stick to the same values that my dad taught me, man. Just hard work, hard work is is what it takes. Yeah. It's amazing the lessons that lawn mowing. Jar- Scott Jarvis has got a blog out there, I think, on lessons learned from lawn mowing uh, that that really guide your life. Tim, thanks for being on the show. You're doing great work at Waterloo East. I love the fact that you're an East grad, taught there, coach there. Now you're AD there. Um, big thanks for Waterloo East through you. So Absolutely. thank you very much. Thank you guys. Thanks, Tim. All right, our next guest here uh, on Popcorn Session 3, excited, uh, we'll go from Tim Moses, from Waterloo Luis in his first year as an AD, to uh, the other end of the spectrum, Dave Litterer, uh, Activities Director at Waverly Show Rock, um, and uh, he's on that other end getting ready to watch the sunset on a career. Dave, thanks for joining us uh, here on Beyond the Bench, appreciate you coming to our session and, and be willing to talk on, on the air with us. Glad to be here, thank you for asking me. So talk about just your... Uh, Wave of Shell Rock, your time there, how long you've been there. And yeah. then from you, maybe uh, if you could talk about one big, one big thing you've learned through your experience at Wave of Shell Rock as an AD. Sure. Um, so I'm finishing my career this year. This is my last year. Um, got about uh, 40 days left and uh, get home tonight to a big track meet. So I'm excited for the spring season, to be honest with you. Um, I... Uh, my, I had two stops in my career, basically. Um, I had a little time at Clear Lake uh, with some driver's ed in the summer. Then I went to Guthrie Center. I was head football, well, I was head football one year, uh, head wrestling coach there 11 years, and then head track and field coach for the boys' team uh, over my time there for a couple of years. And then turned, on, turned in um, their activities director position uh, my last four years before I left. Um, had an opportunity to move back to Northeast Iowa where I grew up. Uh, Nashua, Iowa was my home, home roots. Uh, grew up in a community between five, five different communities of Charles City, uh, Plainfield, Clarksville, Green, and Nashua. It's kind of in the middle. If you put a, a line between all those cities, that's about where I grew up. So we knew a lot of different people, and uh, we wanted to have the opportunity. My wife's from Charles City, and we wanted to have the opportunity to move back home and be closer to our families. And so we had that, and I interviewed at Waverly Shell Rock and had been there, now this is my 23rd year. Um, so that's kind of my, my timeline. <clears throat> what are the things that I've learned? My, uh, I go back a little bit to what Tim mentioned earlier in his, uh, his presentation this morning. Um, I grew up believing in the things and values that my dad <clears throat> and my mom uh, instilled in me and my, and, living on our family farm, okay? Hard work, um, dedication, see the job through, all of some of the same things, principles that you, you talked about, Tim. And it, it's just an amazing um, journey that led me. There wasn't any room for me to get into the farming business because I was the youngest of the family. <clears throat> our family farm has been in our, 
our family for like 140 years. Oh, wow. Yeah. And so um, now my siblings that are involved with that operation are retiring. And so, um, and I'm going to be, so I had to change career options. Uh, initially started thinking I love driving, uh, love being outside because uh, I grew up in that environment. And uh, it ended up becoming that education and, and coaching was going to be my direction. And then eventually I knew uh, educational leadership and athletic administration was where I wanted to really be. So that's what got me there. And I still use those same principles and values in anything that I've done in my career and time working with coaches and um, staff and students, uh, whether it's been at Waverly Shore Rock or any place that I've been. Uh, thanks for sharing that, Dave. Um, before I throw to Todd here, uh, you know, you talk about people who had an influence on, on, on me as a, as a young AD. Um, when I started here 14 years ago as an AD, uh, if, if you don't know out there, uh, Dave is a past president. He's a, ser a true servant leader, past president of this organization, great leader, and has always stepped up and helped out wherever he could. And you were one of those ADs who was in the plum jackets when I got started. Uh, and somebody I really looked at and said, boy, um, that's somebody's got it going on. And, and you've been a great uh, mentor. And if I've had questions, it's been great to get to know you. So thanks for your service as an AD and, and um helping the young ones, I'm not so young anymore, but you're one of those who right. kept me in it early when it was tough, so thank you. Right. There's a couple things to wrap up here, because we, we got to get to breakfast, but, because I wish we, let's spend a minute on this one, okay? <laughs> Just real quick, people out here wondering why we should get involved with the IHS ADA. Why should we be involved with the Iowa High School Athletic Director Association? Yeah, we're all leaders. All right. That's why you're in this profession and why you chose to be here, I think, for most of you. Um, we have to have leaders in this organization as well. Um, it's a great way to um, internet with one another and get to know one another and learn from one another. Uh, and this is the one connection you can make face-to-face, -face, phone call, text message, whatever it is. We see all that, but when we can all come together to this conference and see each other and hear and actually sit down and have those relationship building conversations. Uh, those are the key things that keep this organization moving forward. And as you talked about the new ADs that were here at this conference, since we didn't have it last year, 50 of you roughly up on that row that I saw that evening, it was, a, it was like astonishing to me to see how many new ADs we have in the state. So I will offer this uh, as one of the past leaders of this organization, if you ever need anything, you need a question answered, how would you handle this? I'm always going to be available to, to talk about that like any other of our past ADs. Um, I'm still going to be hanging around. I'm still going to be coming to the conference. Uh, still might help out raffle tickets, whatever it is that these guys and, and ladies now leading our organization. I'm so excited yeah. to have yeah, Aaron uh, take over and, and eventually be our president of this organization. It's much needed where we're at. And I would encourage any of you to get involved if you haven't already. So final questions, we wrap up. A young Dave Litter. Yeah. I mean, your exit's kind of a bad thing to say. Yeah. I mean, your, your road is yeah. shifting. You're, you're going to get off and take another road here. Yeah. Um, if you could give advice to a young Dave Litter, knowing what you know now, what would you tell yourself? What advice would you give yourself? Yeah. I mean, you have to dream big. You have to have goals and um, things that you want to look at in your life that you want to accomplish. 
So have a big, big dream. <clears throat> Don't be afraid how, you're, how the path that you're going to choose to get there. But if you have that goal and your mindset, you're going to have an opportunity to advance to that, to that situation or into that role if that's what you're looking for. And so whatever that is, as a first-year AD, one that's in the middle of your career, one that's five years in, 10 years in, we look at that list every year when we talk and show up the, the experienced um, ADs and we, we recognize them at five years, 10 years, et cetera. Usually that list gets a little smaller. Every time we get up closer to that 15-year mark, you just don't see as many staying in it. But it all depends on your objectives and those are the mindset that you need to have. And so I would encourage you to have a goal, have that common goal in mind, not only working with your athletes and your people and your coaches at your school, um, but what is really where you want to be when it comes to this point in time in your career. Great, Dave. Thank you. God bless. Enjoy retirement, Best my friend. Best luck in whatatever's next. Yeah. Thanks, uh, Dave. I appreciate it. Thank you.